Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. My name is Colin Waitsman. I'm going to be your host for this brand new podcast journey with Track World News. I'm super excited about it. In this show, we're going to be breaking down some of my hottest takes in the sport of track and field, upcoming meets, Olympics, everything that has to do with the sport. It's going to be really exciting, and I can't wait for you guys to join us Today's got a really great episode. We're going to be talking about a breakdown of the Diamond League. We're going to be looking at the London Marathon, what happened to Elliot Kipchoge in his disastrous race, as well as who is going to be taking Usain Bolt's space as the face of track and field. Uh, now, let's start with the 2020 highlights. Uh, this was a wild year, to say the least. I didn't really know what to expect once we saw meets getting canceled right at the beginning of the year when the NCAAs were happening. Literally, there were athletes there ready to compete for the meet, and they were like, yep, nope, you're not going to be competing, even though you're all here and everyone is warming up and the meet is tomorrow morning, you're done, you're not competing, uh, which was wild to see in this, this year because no one knew what was going to happen, no one knew how long it was going to be. Obviously, we know what happened with the rest of the season. Uh, outdoors was canceled, and meets were almost all but canceled, if not canceled, changed. We did have a few Diamond League meets, as well as a few different road races and other meets going on. Uh, nowhere near as exciting as it normally would have been, but still a good competition nonetheless. Uh, fairly good year, all uh, for all intents and purposes. We saw 11 world records go down. Uh, during this year, um, seven on the men's side, four on the women's side. Um, most of them were in the, the distance category. We saw the 5K, uh, two 20, the 20K, well, the one-hour race, which was interesting to see from Mo Farah. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into that at a later episode. 300-meter hurdles, pole vaults, 5K road race, 10K road race on the men's side, as well as the one-hour race on the women's, the 4x1500, the only relay race, which was interesting to see. We didn't see a lot of relay races this year. And then we also saw the half marathon uh, for both the half marathon mixed and then the half marathon women's only. So a lot of different distance races uh, and still a fair amount of world records that went down. It was an interesting year. Um, to see, to say the least, and it'll be cool to see what happens with indoors. I mean, I'm not sure if they're even going to have it or what it's going to look like. I'm sure they could probably do something similar where it's only athletes and no fans in the, in the stands and maybe a limited capacity. Who knows? Uh, we know that as of this date, there are not a lot of fans that attend meets anyway, so it's not like we're going to be making so many fans upset. Uh, the only real you know, issues that we have would be with the Olympics and Olympic trials, maybe some world championships, but that's in the future. We have nearly a year till we have to worry about that. So who knows what's going to happen. But from now on, uh, we should be good. 
we should be good. Um, we'll see what indoors holds. There's going to be a couple months for that. Uh, cross country is going on right now. There's a lot of different high school, colleges, as well as a professional level uh, competing. And then marathons, of course. There's always going to be athletes doing that. Uh, speaking about marathons, let's get into the London Marathon. Uh, Kipchoge, he was defeated for the first time in seven years, ending his 10-race winning streak. He came in eighth place. This was shocking for everyone uh, because obviously being the first man to break two hours in the marathon, finally going down, no one saw it coming. He was the most dominant athlete in the sport. Uh, to put into perspective, the next longest streak that anyone has in the marathon was a, a win streak of six. And so for him to have a 10-race winning streak over the course of seven years is insane. It's it's really great. Uh, obviously, these don't take into account the two hours, uh, the, the two uh, competitions that he did to attempt to break the two-hour marathon. That doesn't count because those weren't real competitions or sanctioned competitions. Uh, they were um, an event to try to see if humans can break it because there were different rules. And, you know, I'm sure that you guys know what's going on there. But it was it was a wild race. Uh, he came in eighth. He fell back in the in the pack on mile 24 and never never really recovered. It was a bad uh, it was a bad weather. It was rainy, cold and windy. Really, really wasn't a good wasn't a good race for him. Um, and yeah, when he fall, fell back from the first, what, eight or so competitors, he, ne he never recovered. Uh, Shura Katata, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but he won by one second. It was, it was a really close race for, for the front pack, but it was interesting. Seeing Kipchoge go down uh, shows that he's human uh, and, and that he can be beat. And that he's not this, um, you know, this immortal man that, that, is, you know, that can't be beaten. He's, he, he has weaknesses as well. So that was interesting. Uh, on the women's side, it really wasn't even really a was it even really a guess? I mean, really wasn't even a guess. Bridget uh, Kosky, uh, the world record holder, demolished the competition by I think it was four minutes. Uh, she ran a time of two hours, eighteen minutes, and fifty-eight seconds. Repeat winner, repeat winner of the London Marathon. I mean, she's unstoppable right now. Um, in the Super long distance, marathon, half marathon distance. She's really, there's no real competitor for her. Um, she's just beating the competition left and right. Um, be interesting to see what she does with the rest of the season. She's a, a great competitor. And, um, yeah, I love to see where these guys are going. But, yeah, so that's the update for the London Marathon. It was an it was on the men's side, really shocking results. And then on the women's side, kind of, you know, the favorite going out there and winning it. So nice to see that. So it's, it's cool. Uh, now let's kind of get into what I am sure you all are paying attention for and wanting to see. Uh, who will be the next Usain Bolt? Obviously, in 2017, 2016, not sure when his last, I remember his last race was after the Olympics. Um, Usain Bolt retired, and everyone who clearly knows it's it's not a debate. Usain Bolt was and still is the face of track and field. Even though he's not a competitor, he is still seen as the face of track and field, much like Tiger Woods, the face of golf, uh, Serena Williams, tennis, uh, Michael Phelps, swimming. Like these are these are names that you easily um, put to when you hear a certain sport. So who's going to be the next Usain Bolt? Um, 
And so when I'm taking into consideration, I'm not just saying who's the next fastest man in the world, because I don't know uh, who's going to be breaking Usain Bolt's record. I'm sure we're going to get into that conversation at some point, but that's not what the conversation is today. So who's going to be the next person that is the face of track and field where when you think of our sport, this is the athlete you think about. So there's a f- there are four different criteria that I'm thinking about. Uh, one is skill. You've got to be a great athlete. You can't just be some average Joe um, that might be really compelling. It's not going to work. you got to be someone that is really talented, uh, whether you are a world record holder, a world champion, um, you're, you're in the conversation of that. you got to be really talented, obviously. Uh, second is age. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Justin Gatlin, Tyson Gay, you're just too old uh, to be the, the face of track and field for the foreseeable future. I'm talking about who's going to be taking our sport for the next 10 years, 15 years down the line. So we, we got to be looking at someone that's a young athlete that's just getting into the sport and um, you know has a lot of, lot of running ahead of them. Uh, the event... Uh, sadly, uh, the event's going to take uh, a big consideration in it. They got to be in a marketable event. Uh, obviously, there's some events that are a lot more paid attention to than the uh, than others. Uh, we know sprinting is a, a much more popular event than distance running uh, or jumps, for that matter, or the throws, which is unfortunate because there's some talented, talented athletes in those fields. But you got to take that into consideration. Um, last is going to be marketability. I mean, what is your audience already? Do you already have a large audience? Are you part of a big professional team? Uh, do you have any viral videos? Uh, what's your following on social media? Uh, all of that stuff, um, to see how you can actually spread because just being the best athlete isn't good enough. If you want to be the face of a sport, you got to have a personality behind it. You got to be able to be marketable. So those are, those are going to be some, some big ones. Uh, so I have five different people that I think can take as Usain Bolt's, um, new legacy, Starting at number five and then going down to who I think is the best chance of taking Usain Bolt's legacy over. Number five is going to be Christian Coleman. Uh, He's 24 years old, 100 meter and 200 meter specialist, three-time world champion, five-time Diamond League champion, and three-time national champion for the United States. Currently, he is the world rank number one for the 100 meters, so obviously really fast. And he's the the favorite to win the 2021 Olympics. Uh, he has won what was it three? He has had the first, uh, the fastest time in the world in the hundred since 2017. Dude is electric. He's got a lot of really great speed on him. Um, and he, he's a Nike athlete, so he, he's on one of the biggest brands um, out there in running. So he, he's got a lot of potential when it comes to there. Um, so why is he why is he so low? Um, he shouldn't. He should be higher, right? I mean, he's got 164,000 followers on Instagram. Um, that's pretty good for track and field. That's one of the highest, actually, that's on this list. So why is he only fifth? Well, the big issue comes with the fact that he might be facing a two-year suspension uh, for missing three drug tests over the course of 12 months. Uh, for those that don't know, um, in track and field, you have to be eligible to get a drug test 365 days a year. You have to always be ready to do that. And so the, the drug administration needs to know where you're at, where your location is at all times. And if they say, hey, uh, we're going to call you in for a drug test. We're coming into your house. You have to be there ready to go. They'll tell you the time. You got to be ready to go. And uh, over the course of three uh, or 12 months, he, he actually missed he missed three um 
through drug tests. Uh, one, the last one coming in December, I believe it was, of 2019. Um, and it was just because uh, the other ones that he had faced were in April and March of, of the previous year. So uh, the the administration well, was the U.S. not USA track and field, but I think it's the Olympic Committee. I'm sorry if I'm messing up them. There's so many different ones. But they determined that this June, so just a few months ago, that, hey, you're going to have to be suspended um, up to two years potentially. And he's currently in the appeals process for what that's going to look like. Uh, We don't know uh, yet when the suspension is going to quote unquote start because he did race after his drug test that he missed in the 2019 World Championship. So the fact that he did compete after that there's some there's some hair you know we're not too sure about that so uh typically usually athletes are only suspended for about a year for something like this um he was in a podcast with flow track um sometime in june where he talked about it and uh, yeah if if he's suspended for two years it's going to be hard to be the face of track and field missing the olympics then we wouldn't if that happens that means we're not going to see we wouldn't be seeing christian coleman in an olympics until what he's 29 He's close. He'd be closer to the end of his career than he is the beginning of his career at that point. You can't miss this twenty one Olymp this twenty twenty one Olympics, and especially when it's going to be the first. You're going to be the first person to race and take the hundred meter title after Usain Bolt. Like no one else has won the title since two thousand four that was not named Usain Bolt. And if you're not that guy, then you're not going to be the guy that's going to be the face of track and field. I'm sorry. So that's why you're fifth. I'd love to have him higher, but he's just he just can't be uh, in my eyes. Um, fourth, uh, might be a little controversial one, uh, but it's someone that I really think has a potential to be there. It's going to be Matthew Bowling, uh, 20 years old. He currently is a Georgia Bulldog. He's a sophomore. Um, reason that I have this guy is he's one of, he is not one of, he is the most viral athlete in track and field right now. Um, he has 177,000 followers on Instagram. He was the first high school athlete to break 10 seconds in the hundred. It was win aided. I do know that, but it's still an insane time. Nonetheless, uh, he's a 400 meter guy doing the four by four. He does long jump as well. Also the 200 dudes, an animal workhorse. He can do anything. The reason I said that it's he has that potential is because he has a ton of viral videos. Um, I'm sure you saw where he was in the 4x4 and he hawks down the competition from like five seconds behind. That has over five million views. Uh, he also had, does a race against Georgia football recently where he's the anchor leg. Uh, that has over three million views. And then also his, his sub 10 second uh, race that has 1.5 million views. So this guy is viral. He has an opportunity to really make a name for himself if he can live up to the potential because he's doing all this at such a young age. He really didn't even have a freshman season when you think about it since it was canceled due to COVID-19. So this guy, you know, not having a huge name and being so viral at such a young age um, has potential to be the guy moving forward. Now, a big a big contributor is going to be what will he do to compete in? Is he going to be competing in the hundred, the two hundred? Is he going to look at the jumps, uh, the four? Like, what's the event that he's going to choose? Because he's so versatile, it's going to be interesting to see what is going to be his event, or is he going to do all uh, three of these? So we'll have to see. Uh, he's got a lot of talent. He's in some very competitive events, and luckily, he's in some of the most competitive events that people watch. So doing that and competing in these are, are, are very good. He's a wild card because he is so young and he has so much to prove, but he has potential to be 
uh, one of the faces of track and field. Um, it's going to be crucial to see if he makes the Olympics in 2021. I think that if he if he can make it, and I mean if he he doesn't even have to medal, but just making the Olympic team, I think is going to be huge for him, especially being what 21 at the time. Uh, that's that's going to be a big crucial. Um, point for him in his career if he would be in the four by one I see him possibly being in that I mean there's it's that I mean that's even gonna be insane that's hard there's so there's so much speed in track and field in the United States I mean nine nine eight is not even one of the top top times so who knows it's it's gonna be hard if he could make the Olympics fantastic but that's it's gonna be a real push since he's in such competitive a competitive mode so we'll see um, third, um, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna admit this is, there's some bias to it, but I have reasoning for why I choose this man. Uh, third, I have Mondo Duplantis pole vaulter. Um, obviously I am a, a pole vaulter from high school and college, so I have a little bias there, but he's both the indoor and outdoor world record holder at just 21 or 20 years old. He's the, in my opinion, he's the best vaulter of all time and he's only 20. He's not even close to his prime. Uh, so he has a lot, a lot, a lot to improve on. Um, he's undefeated in 2020. He has eight-time Diamond League, eight-time Diamond League champion. He's a European champion, champion as well as so many more different accolades that he has. Uh, he's he's won at the highest level um, from everything from competing in middle school all the way to world champion. So he's got he's got a lot. Well, he technically doesn't have the world championship yet, but he will. I promise that. He will. Uh, he has 229,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, so he's got the second most in this uh, in this um, rankings. Um, something that's huge. He's both a Puma and a Red Bull athlete. So having both of those are, are, are going to be big time. I think Red Bull is going to be bigger because their marketing, it seems like their, their marketing push is bigger, have a bigger demographic as well. Uh, yeah, most, most dominant athlete right now in track and field. No one's beating him right now. Uh, he has... The, the biggest margin of victory by far, and it's not even close. This kid is electric. He can jump out of the gym every single day of the week. Um, it's the, he's the best athlete of all of uh, currently, not of all time. Let's calm down there. Let's calm down a little bit. He's great, but not that great. Um, he, just, he just has a ton of dominance. And so that's all helping him a ton. Uh, for those that don't know, he has a, he has a documentary that is coming out on the way. Um, which is going to be really, really exciting. Um, if you haven't listened on my other podcast, uh, Brendan Ruddo, I talked with the director of it, and it's it's going to be really cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um, what he has going against him, though, and it's and it's huge. What he has going against him is the fact he's in an unpopular event. Pole vaulting is not that popular, unfortunately. It looks really cool. A lot of people love watching it, but it's not very popular. People don't want to want to tune in very very often because, um, I mean, when you're watching track and field, the most popular events that they show are the, the events that are on the track because those are shorter it's it's people can follow it a lot easier you don't have to it's just easier to watch unfortunate but i think that he's starting to show that more people want to watch vaulting because it's pretty crazy to see people fly over 20 feet in the air with a pole and so i'm thinking it's going to be getting a lot more playing time we've seen it in the most re- some of the most recent meets most recent diamond league meets that it's getting a lot more playing time and so that's what i'm hoping for if it does, then he has the potential to be the face of track and field because he's so dominant. He's more dominant than Usain Bolt was in in running, I would say. 
easy because like he right now he's beating people handedly and the the only reason that he loses if he if he messes up and he loses himself there's no one that's even close to him so it, it, he has a lot of dominance uh, so number two um the the second best chance of becoming the face of track and field is going to be Noah Lyles from the U.S. He's 23, 100-meter runner, 9.86 in the 100 and a 19.50 in the 200. Uh, dude's a legend. He's doing very, very well. He's a world rank one in the 200-meter. Uh, he's ninth in the 100, and he's uh, the second overall uh, world rank when you combine the two. So he's, he's doing... Um, he's doing numbers. He's he's really really performing well. 2020 was his year um, to really break out, I think, and it was unfortunate that he really didn't have as many meets to compete in. Uh, he did very well in 2019, and that's why I was thinking this year is going to be you know his new breakout year. A reason that he can really blow up, I mean, from a marketability standpoint, he's got 142,000 followers on Instagram. He's an Adidas athlete. He went straight to the professional level, so he's got a lot of that um, build up upon him um, from going from high school to the pros. So that's that's going to be, you know, that he, he knows what it's like to perform on these stages already. Um, got a lot of viral, viral videos. Uh, he broke Usain Bolt's meet record, which had 2.3 million views. Uh, and he also was the, the golden anchor leg uh, in 2019 when uh, the United States uh, set a new national record for the first time in a long time, uh, which was very, very impressive. And, um, yeah, he, right, what he's got going for him, I mean, he's the anchor leg in the four by one. It doesn't seem like a big thing, but when you're the anchor leg, you're the one that's getting all the, all the face time. Everyone sees you. People don't see who the second leg is, the third leg, the first leg, uh, first leg a little bit because you're on the starting line, but the anchor leg's the one that gets all the play time. If you break a world record, it's all because of him. That's who they always look at because you're the one carrying the baton across the finish line. So that's going to be huge for him right there. Uh, He's the favorite to win the 200 in uh, in the Olympics for sure. Uh, he's the, obviously he's the world number one. He's had the world number one for over 80 weeks. He's doing great, and I mean he even has a real potential to take the 100 as well. Like he could do a double. It's not going to be an easy double, but he could do it. Uh, he's got some real potential there. And another big thing that he has is his personality. I mean, he's got probably the biggest track personality. Whenever you see him lining up, he's always goofing around, laughing. He's having a he's having a great time, and that's that's great. I mean, you don't see a ton of it. You see a lot of people that just wave and say hi and don't do very much. And to see him, you know, actually waving to the crowd, like showing, like he's he does. He's a big anime guy, so I've seen him do um, different things like um, with Dragon Ball Z Naruto. It's like it's really cool. It's cool to see. So. Uh, he has potential um, to be the face of track and field as well. He's got to have a big Olympics, though. He's got to have a big Olympics. So we'll, we'll have to see that um, be the next great sprinter. Will he? Who knows? And then the number one, and to me, it's not even close. Like for this person to not be the face of track and field in the foreseeable future they would have to really, really mess it up because they already are the face of track and field. You've seen this person in commercials. You've seen this person in viral videos from 2015 on. It is the biggest name in track and field. The number one person that I think will take Usain Bolt's spot as the face of track and field is Sydney McLaughlin. She is easily going to be the biggest name in our sport 
for the foreseeable future. 21 years old, 40, 400 meter hurdler, runs 52.23. He's done. She's in, big in the 400 as well. She does a lot of the DMRs and, and the 4x4s. Uh, she's a world champion, NCAA champion. And she was, the, the biggest thing that she has is she was a high school Olympian. She's one of the very few athletes that made the Olympics as a high schooler. As a high schooler, that's crazy. <laughs> like, she was, like she was super dominant from a very young age. Um, and the, the biggest thing that she has going for her, um, besides obviously being the biggest athlete and extraordinarily talented, is she's very, very marketable. She has the second most followers of any track and field athlete out there, um, but right behind you, behind Usain Bolt, who has millions. But she has 484,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, she's a New Balance and a Gatorade athlete. You've probably seen her in some commercials. If you've watched any of the sports returning with uh, like Zion Williamson, Bryce Harper, um, uh, Della Don, uh, I think even uh, Alvin Kamara, it's in her. And, and, and she's in those commercials doing all those things. Um, she's a huge name, extraordinarily marketable. marketable. And I think that this Olympics is going to really solidify her and this 2020, 2021 will solidify her as the name to follow track and field. Um, she's got the, we, she has the, we got now that that's just happened recently this summer. Um, talking about 2020 and 2021 Olympics, it's got 6 million views, Olympic trials, uh, where she's a high school, it's got 1.6 million views. And then she has a ton of other ones that have over a million views. And I just didn't even, I didn't even want to count all of them because there were so many, uh, she's a huge talent, a huge name. And it's really, really refreshing for me personally to see that the future face of track and field, um, is going to be female. Uh, she's she's a fantastic example of what it is to to be a great athlete um, and doing it the right way. Uh, she's she's it's great to see that. Hopefully, will there will be a female that's going to be the name, the face of a sport? Because besides Serena Williams, uh, there there aren't a ton where when you think of a sport, you think of her. Uh, there's her, and then there's Simone Biles, um, which is more of female dominated sport but this you know track and field for the most part's been a male dominated sport for years and years and so it's nice to see that one of the biggest names if not the biggest name in track and field for the foreseeable future will be Sydney McLaughlin so I am super excited about that those are my top five people that I think are going to take over as the face of track and field with Usain Bolt being retired um, tell me what you think. Who do you think got snubbed? Who do you think was spot on? What did I get right? What did I get wrong? And, um, yeah, so give me, so, so tell me, tell me what I got. Tell me what I didn't get. Uh, if you're looking forward to seeing more episodes just like this, we are going to be dropping every single Tuesday here on the channel, uh, talking about some of the most interesting, um, aspects of track and field. Should I give you a little sneak peek of next week? Yeah, sure, why not? Sneak peek of next week, we have... Who is the Mount Rushmore of track and field? The four biggest names in our sport. You're going to have to find out next week. Tune in. Uh, make sure that you follow me on Instagram at Track World News. Um, we have a whole bunch of new content coming out there. Um, it's going to be a really great show. Thank you for listening to the very first episode. I've loved it. I hope that you guys did as well. My name is Colin Waitsman. Have a good one, and I'll see you guys on the track. Peace.